millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All I needed from the 90 days. All I needed for the blighty base was Callum and his boo. A <laughs> What does a hydenu mean, Robin? I mean, it's Scottish. I, no one knows what a hydenu means. It's just the sound Scottish people. It's like, it's the uh, woof is the sound a dog makes, meow is the sound a cat makes. A Haydenu is the sound of Scottish person. I like that. I I only know a Haydenu and a Haydenu. I wasn't aware. And I'm probably doing that wrong. I wasn't aware there were regional variations in this (laughs) slightly xenophobic trope. It's not xenophobic. No, we love Scottish people. Yeah. Yeah. If the weather was better, I would live in Scotland. I'm sorry, I can't do... Eternal darkness. How flipping nice did Perth look down by that uh, that river there? Gorgeous. Right? Stunning. But wet and cold. Wet and cold. Hmm. Chisel it out, drag it through the ocean. All right, I'm going to work on a plan. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, we do have a couple of announcements. Are we going to say hello first? Very, oh, yeah. It's very rude. Sorry, I'm We've Michelle. just stepped into these people's <laughs> houses, stroke cars, stroke jogs. Tell us where you listen to the show. Yeah. I always want to know that. I am curious because I have my bathtub podcasts. and If any of you are in the bath, go and put some clothes on right now. It's unseemly. Don't be silly. <laughs> We were just talking about how hot it was in House of the Dragon when, uh, I can't spoil it, can I? (laughs) But it was something that was definitely untoward. Yeah. Was that hot? I found it hot. Yeah. Does that mean I'm depraved? I don't know. I guess. There's only one way to find out. It's not a role play I'd be interested in. No. I'll put it that way. No. Do you do you think, given that Matt Smith played Doctor Who, uh-huh. it's bigger when it's inside than when it's outside? I don't get that joke because I never watched. It's a joke. Honestly, okay. there are people out there howling with laughter at that joke. I believe it. I believe it. Isn't this the bit where you tell me that there's no Venn diagram crossover? No, between... because there almost certainly has to be. Okay. So that I'm I'm not gonna pull you up on that um my name is michelle everyone my name's robin everyone we are a married transatlantic international couple of mystery and we do podcasts about 
Mostly reality shows at present. Shows I mean, about relationships. Yeah, we watch other things. Yeah, um, we do. Unlike the Emmy committee, who <laughs> it, it would appear just watch three shows every year, um, which doesn't include Severance. Yeah, that was terribly upsetting. Although, um, warmest regards to Cheryl Lee Ralph and Quinta Brunson, who both won well-deserved for Abbott Elementary. Yeah, we like that. And Cheryl Lee Ralph's acceptance song was <laughs> tremendous. We've, I've only watched it 40 times in a row. It was a bit magnificent. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about no. award shows. No, unless we're on them. We, one day. All right. I'm Do you think we'd I'm ever- charging you all now. <laughs> I listen to enough podcasts where they go, oh, we've been nominated for this. Can everyone vote for us? I'm telling you right now, you fuckers. If you don't all <laughs> vote for us, I want you to go and find the awards and nominate us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We might have to show them our faces first. We're just going to say we're award winning. You don't need to actually win awards to say you're award winning. I've learned this through my career. Um, in fact, one of one of my idols, Danny Kelly, <clears throat> who I just said that in a very, um, who no no one listening will know who who he is. Um, but that's what he does. Every everything he ever does, he says. You know, the listening millions and the multi award winning, and millions don't listen, and he doesn't win that many awards. Um, you don't have to, just a note to you all, you don't have to tell the truth in life. <laughs> you really don't. My mum used to run, um, what would you call them in the States? An employment agency. What would you? Uh, a recruitment yeah. agency or a headhunter. Yeah. 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 She just made up everyone's CVs. Uh, CV being... <laughs> A resume. Uh, yeah, resume. We need Alfie here. Alfie's <laughs> yeah, here we really do. tonight. Uh, <laughs> we need- I find that I need a lot of translation. But he's just like, oh, oh, you didn't go to college, so you haven't got a degree. I, well, we'll just say that you did there. And <laughs> and just made it all up. It's fine. And yet she claims to have complete agency over the truth. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> lie, lie. Don't. Lie. It, it doesn't make life tremendously easier. And I can't believe that's what you've taken away from this episode. Because frankly, there's a lot of lying happening in this episode and a lot of the truth coming out and a lot of understanding that things would be easier if the truth were out in the first place. Oh shit, I've not learned the 90-day lessons no you haven't oh man i've done it again i haven't applied the lessons of reality tv to my perspective on life i also low-key think that you didn't watch this episode (laughs) (laughs) i think you were on your phone the whole time (laughs) you guys i i carry the burden he gets the benefit you all swoon over the sound of his voice and his stories about you know, British things and the seventies and Hey <laughs> God damn it. Um, I was alive in a bit of the seventies. If you want to listen to me talk about seeking sister wife. Yeah, and talking about the eighties. You can hear an excellent collab, if I do say so myself, that I did with Jake Anthony, who I say every opportunity that I can 
absolutely brings out the best in all of his collaborators. So thank you, Jake, for having me on. Um, that is in the Reality Gaze feed, but yeah, most of you about, will know that already. Talking about the finale of Sister Wise, which is, again... No, fu- Seeking Sister seeking Wife. Seeking Sister Wife. I'm so sorry. Uh, which, again, fuck you, Emmy committee. Uh, that was uh, one of the greatest hour plus of television and one of the greatest hour pluses of podcasting I have ever heard in my life. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. That is very nice. I was expecting, uh, I was bracing myself, bristling for a, a cutting remark. Um, but yes. No, I'd be worried. I'd be jealous that, you know, Poodle was coming for you. You two have too much chemistry. And I, I would, <laughs> I'd be concerned. But I've heard a few things about that boy. I think I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that. One of the things that he and I have that you and I don't have is a, kind of a shorthand, a cultural shorthand and a shared history, um, uh, which is actually part of what makes yours and my interaction all the more interesting is that we don't have that shared cultural history. Yeah, I'm not a theatre kid. I remember a school trip where um, our English teacher, Mr. Oliver, took us to see uh, the Ibsen play, Hedda Gabler. Oh, boy. Um, And he was like, "Uh, well, that was really enjoyable afterwards. And I said, yeah, if you've had a lobotomy, because that's a sort of incredibly witty thing that, like a teenager might say and he looked at me and he went god robin you're such a fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) now if you can make a teacher swear like that you've won but you showed him didn't you because you grew up and actually became a critic that's very true that's right yeah that was my first flex it was a fucking terrible play um speaking of uh tours and school field trips. This isn't a school field trip. I've just, I have been dying to talk about this. So, um, one of our blighty day bays, uh, which is our Facebook group, just search blighty day bays. You answer a couple of questions. We'll let you in. The water's fine. It's a small, but mighty group. Um, so KP, Writes, I was traumatized and, oh, sorry, she's referring to um, our uh, date blight episode where we talked about um, the the Dave and Maddie award. Oh, right. Yeah. The moonlighting. The moonlighting thing. thing. Yeah. So uh, KP writes, I was traumatized by the mention <laughs> of the return of Bruno. I'm not having it. <laughs> having once been stuck on a packed stalled non-air conditioned train full of drunk Germans and Danish playing that cassette non-stop and singing along to the Bruce Willis version of Under the Boardwalk under the over and over. So I asked to know we'll be having some fun. No. Is it okay if I finish yeah. the story? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? That's all right with you? Yeah. Okay, um, you guys, we, you're going to have to be patient with us because, as you know, white cis hetero males are 
severely underrepresented in the world of podcasting. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we really owe Robin this platform. As is the oeuvre of Bruce Willis. (laughs) So, so, I can't think of anything nicer than being stuck on a train full of Germans and not Danish people, mind you. She says Danish, so there's pastries, so that's good. Plus, one of the greatest albums of all time. There's a song on the on that album, <laughs> Return of Bruno, which is basically about Sean. C- can we finish the story first? Is that okay? Yes. All right. Um, once we finally got into Hamburg... All the other trains had left, so we were stuck there all night with Mm -hmm. no money, Mm -hmm. and I had to scour the ground for enough coins to use the toilet. So no, not (laughs) a fan of the musical stylings of Bruce Willis. Thank you so much, KP, for sharing that story with us. I laughed, I cried, and I had to share it here. Because just, I just think it's marvelous. It just sounds like a lovely, uh, lovely vacation. I mean, me. I am. I can <laughs> sympathize. I've I've been in similar situations, uh, though they were not scored by the return of Bruno. No, usually when I've been stuck on a train with people from like mainland Europe, they're playing something like Aqua. Really, really, loud. really. Yeah, yeah. There was a time. And then, of course, I wrote the lyrics for an Aqua album. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Very, a very weird Aqua album. It wasn't Barbie Girl. It was, you know, the little bald, little bald guy <laughs> who looked like sort of Mike from 90 Days Creepier brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he did this weird album. He got me to write all the lyrics. All of them? Yeah, for the whole album. So where are the residuals for that? No. No, okay. Um, Write to us on Twitter, at Blighty Day. Same on Instagram. I read every single message. I do my darndest to reply to every single one, except for the um, Forex uh, spam and the requests uh, from men to make me their sugar baby. Those are, it's FAO Robin on those ones. Okay. I think it's, I think it's 50, 50. I still think we could make a pretty decent amount monthly. If you let me sell pictures of my feet, <laughs> but he won't let me. No. He says, once you do that, you can never have it back. It's, it's the foot <laughs> Rubicon. It's yeah. Oh, anyway. I'm going to rustle in my chair. Ah, okay. Yeah, we're going to be, There's there might be a bit of clinky, clinky ice as well. Um, I've got a straw. Um, we're doing this late in the week. Uh, we do apologize. It's been frenetic. We did drop some content on y'all. Um, we did, yeah. yeah. We had an interview with Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you sporadically download these uh, by going eeny, meeny, meeny, mo in your podcast list, um do it again, and you might find that one. You won't want to miss it, especially if you're a 90-day UK fan. Um, everyone who... All the feedback that we've gotten about it has been resolutely positive, even for the people who 
don't like Richard and don't think that we should have interviewed him. They right. thought it was a good interview. Yeah. Everyone has come out, not necessarily with the opinion they went in with, but they have now got a very clear opinion of what they think about Richard. And they look good in those opinions. They That's right. They fit them well. They are beautifully styled. So listen to the podcast and wear a luxury bespoke opinion about Richard for the rest of your life. <laughs> Um, and God bless him. I think he wore a dress to promote the interview. I think he was wearing, I, I don't know if that was a, what we call a vest top or a tank top in England. I, I think that was actually a dress that he's wearing. It was like a long tank top. So I'm wondering, I mean, forgive and I'll leave an edit point. And I'm glad I left the edit point because I just cut that out. Yes, but speaking of attire, um, if you were going to wear a T-shirt, let's say that your mother wanted yeah. to meet you at a cafe. Yeah. Um, and she wanted to talk to you about whether I was in the relationship for financial gain. Uh, what, what? That's not a conversation I've ever had with my mother. <laughs> uh, what, what shirt might you wear? I think I'd wear the sleeve for Kanye West Gold Digger. That'd be good. What 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 was the artwork on that? I don't know. Probably had the word Gold Digger on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't one of the. It wasn't like the dropout where there's the bear. No, I missed the bear. Hey, everyone, <sighs> do you remember when Kanye West was likable? Do you guys remember that the college dropout was my favorite album that year? I was obsessed with that album. Yeah. Let's not. We'll get sad. Carry oh, yeah. on. Yeah. No, we don't want to be sad. I did watch um, the episode, but I do not recall what the T-shirt was. So give me the punchline to this you know wonderful joke. You know it's bad. I was hoping that you would remember, <laughs> so I didn't write it down. No, this is you guys. The the Sean and Christine story is really really sad, and quite frankly, we don't want to dig into it because it's the same beat that's been. Uh, carrying on throughout, which is that he was dishonest with her about um, his financial background. And that's having a considerably deleterious effect on um, innocent people's lives, innocent people's lives. Yeah. But there is a scene where I believe the shirt that he wears says, forget the mistakes or something. (gasps) Oh no, I did notice that. I'd forgotten. Yeah. 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 No, I won't forget the mistakes. And that t-shirt is also a mistake. Correct. Oh, Sean, 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 Sean. Um, yeah, look, there's no point in going into massive detail on this one. It's all massively gross. Not not only, right, is he not making enough money to support them, she can't work. And worse than that, because she's here, she's not making any money back home. And he's not going to send the money that he was previously sending to her family. So this is like, this is a, what, ooh, what was he called? Oh, God damn it. It's a fuck shit stack. Yeah. What's the name of that singer, Guy? Oh, gosh. Why can't I remember his name? Come People are us. screaming. Yeah, come, yeah. Come, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Reggie Watts? Reggie Watts! Fuck shit stack is an amazing song. If you've never heard fuck shit stack. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. It's you take good. a fuck and some shit and some fuck and some shit and make a fuck shit stack. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Yeah. So um, you'll forgive us for not... 
uh, going too far in depth in that. You you guys know, listeners, by now how we feel about that situation. Yeah. And it's really depressing and there's really nothing to make fun of. It was so depressing, in fact, that she went to see a friend in Birmingham. And for a while... I thought she was going to go and see Victoria just to see someone more miserable than her, but it wasn't. No, no it wasn't. No. Um, speaking of Sean and Victoria, um, they finally have reached a point where uh, she understands that he is definitely divorced and they've agreed <laughs> on the facts. Because she put Japanese divorce into Google. Yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. God bless. Um, it's only taken her six months to do that. Oh, but of course, what she got from a Google image search wasn't the exact picture she was expecting. Well, welcome to the world of internet research. No, and I had a hard time with that because she started out by saying, I'm going to do something that I should have done a long time ago. And I was expecting her to like get her Japanese teacher or, you know, get a, a translator cup. or... She badly needs toner in that hair. That fringe. Badly, badly needs toner in that hair. You guys, I would seriously start a GoFundMe to get Victoria some toner for that hair. It is a dye job. It's very severe. Um, it's very dry. It's very dry. Here's a deep cut Brit ref. Was or gummage? Google it. Okay. Um, anyway, she says, I totally believe you and trust you with that now. <laughs> ha ha. We'll see how long that lasts. They, they went to the little pottery painting place. And do you remember if, so I wanted to ask if you were going to make me a plate, All right, yeah. like they made each other plates. And so she painted, um, a couple of, uh, things that to her symbolized Japan, so I couldn't quite, one is one of those, I think it's a gate and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, like like yeah. a pagoda-y kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. I think that, but that's not a pagoda, is it? No, but you know, that's why I said kind of vibe because it's not because it's Japanese. Yeah. Um, she also did like a little portrait of him on the back, which I think if uh, he didn't have such a good sense of humor, he might find quite offensive. Um, not criticizing her creative skills there, just, uh, you know, it, it sort of looked like, um, like, uh, a cartoon, a cartoon of an East Asian person that might've appeared on, a, on a menu of a Chinese restaurant in America in the 1970s. I didn't zoom on in on this and I now regret it. There wasn't an eye thing, was there? The eyes looked like quotation marks that were slanted. It wasn't good. Oh. It wasn't great. Okay. Uh, was it better or worse than the fake Pokemon graphic? I don't know. But back to the original question. Oh, oh, and Sean painted her like a picture of a cat and some grapes it looked like. And it said like... <laughs> Love Victoria, something on it. It's really nice. It's so nice to see them enjoy each other's company because we get very little of that, unfortunately. Well, that's very true. They also took a a week long 
Holiday to Paris. Yeah, it's more than we managed. Very fancy. When you got COVID before anyone else <sighs> had ever had COVID. I don't know for sure that it was COVID, but if it wasn't, it was it was something pretty sinister. You this were is, patient zero and it's this, all your fault. <laughs> this is sad, you guys. <laughs> we Robin very generously took me to Paris. We we had when we got engaged, it was there wasn't sort of like a big grand proposal and I'm someone who absolutely hates surprises. I hate them. So um, don't think that I've been cheated out of something because no. I didn't want a big proposal. Me and Alfie have to walk around the house with bells attached to us, like either lepers or people in the Jain religion. Look it up. Amazing. I would strongly prefer that because I am uh, what one might call excitable. Um, <laughs> and exciting. I'm a very anxious person and I don't like surprises. So anyway, rather than having a big, you know, grand gesture proposal, we, uh, Robin proposed to me, um, as part of a conversation that we had and (laughs) it was really nice. And then we went to, he took me to Paris for a nice romantic weekend. Now, unfortunately, I, and he booked a gorgeous hotel in a perfect neighborhood that was wonderful to walk around on. Like, it wasn't too touristy. It wasn't too crowded. It was, like, really nice, really beautiful hotel. Yeah, except you didn't get to walk around because except- you spent the entire time writhing in the throes of an entirely unvaccinated first uh, blast COVID wave. I was so ill. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, out of the three days that we were there, I was maybe upright for five hours and and not because we were in the throes of passion. Um, yeah. So that was the last time we went to Paris. It looks like they had a pretty good time, ate a bunch of cheese. So much cheese. Um, (laughs) they process cheese differently in France or rather they don't, uh, process it. There's a, a different process for wheat as well as some people say that celiacs can eat french wheat yeah my friend my friend rob lived in france for a year and he ate wheat and he was fine it's just better there right yeah lots of things are better there there's a very nice gluten-free restaurant in paris with the the one that we went to with the waffles Mm. oh that was so good Mm. oh no not that but there's another one Oh, okay. It might have shot. It was in Amelie's sort of district around Montmartre used to be. It's very good. Oh, I love that. I love Sacré-Cœur. That's like, (laughs) I think that is... It's a big boob on a hill. One of the few places in the world where I have truly felt grounded and at peace. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. Hopefully we can go back. Go to Paris, y'all. Just... uh... (laughs) Yeah, so just make sure you tell the truth at the Eurostar terminal. Yeah, now look, as somebody who has been detained several times, um, here's the thing, you guys. Uh, it's very normal um, that if you're traveling to England on a tourist visa and you leave and come back, uh, people might grow suspicious of why you left and and came back yeah like what was wrong with it the first time no it's it's more that you're given you're given something like three months right um or it used to be that way anyway and so if you leave and then you come back and you plan to stay for 
an extended period of time, um, then uh, they're going to ask you some questions. They might ask you, for example, who you're traveling with. They might. Who you're staying with. Yeah, what do you do for a living? What you do for a living. Because basically what they don't want is people coming into the country, working, taking the money out, not paying taxes on it. Coming back in, trying to get another three months instead of the first three months, all of that stuff. Here's the problem, though. And... How close am I to this microphone? Because I kind of want to scream and rant. Would that be all right? I guess. I don't know what you're going to say. I'm pissed off. Oh, about this. I'm okay. pissed off. All right. So, you guys, just before Robin goes on his rant, here, the facts that we have been presented with. Well, f- first, on- first, we should say that Sean has gone feral. Yes, he has. Right. He posted a crazy video. Have we discussed that video yet? I don't think we have. No, I don't think so. He, a crazy video where he's saying, um, you only see the bad stuff, you don't see any of the good stuff. And it's just, it's really weird. He tries to explain what he does for a living and talks about, essentially he says he's a designer, but if you see this video, it's just, <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> um, it's, it's weird as hell. Honestly, it's really weird. It looks like it was like left on the cutting room floor from Mulholland Drive or something like David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do this in his wackiest nightmares um but that's fine all right because we all know reality tv yeah they will show you the things they want to show you to tell you the stories they want to tell but i'm really pissed off because he is essentially alleging and we don't know that it's true i say i'm pissed off if it's true i'm pissed off but we'll see He's alleging that what we were shown there is literally not true. Yes. Not just they left some stuff out for convenience. The story that was told is categorically not what happened. Right. So what what we see is that he is, or what we are told is that he's... Now, this might not make sense to people who haven't done... Uh, like a Eurostar train journey. So I think it's worth explaining. Yeah, but it's Basically, just like getting on a plane. You've got a border control at both sides. Yeah, but it's it's different in that when you are in Paris and you're at the station, you're, you haven't left France yet, but you're effectively leaving France, which oh, that, is different that, that, to, to yeah. an airport. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, so, I, I suppose the plane has to fly over a bit of the country before. So it, it's similar. It's not, sorry, this is one of those things where like, it's a, it's a granular detail, but it's going, it's going to annoy me. So what we, I'm, so we will fight about what it. I, <laughs> so we will fight about it. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying is that when you take the Eurostar and yeah. you're going from Paris to London, yeah. you leave Paris and enter London, but geographically speaking, you're still in Paris. Oh, what you mean? The, the the train is essentially London. Right. For point. the purposes of immigration, Fine. you're in England when you're when you're on the train if that's where you're going. Fine. And they do actually have British officials at Garden they do. In, yeah. in, in Paris. That's sure. right. Yeah. So This is relevant because we're told that he was held at immigration in Paris. He says it categorically. 
Yeah, therefore, uh, Victoria had to get on the train without him. And we see Victoria sat at St Pancras International, which is the London Eurostar terminal, and she has come back by herself. She is sat there. He comes along, nearly trips over a woman carrying a coffee, um, and then plonks himself down, and she sort of grumbles something, and they hug, right? And she she is furious with him for all the stuff. You saw the show, right? right? Now, but here's the thing. <laughs> he doesn't dispute that he was held at immigration or nope. that he was detained. He does, does not dispute that. But nope. he says, and I hope you'll forgive me, Robin, excuse me. Uh, and I quote, he posts a video of himself and Victoria ostensibly on the train. And he says, this is our conversation in the train. It's on the way back to London from Paris after I got detained shortly on the France-UK border, February 28th, 2022. Now, what I will say before you rightly have a rant is that Sean might not be the most reliable source. Sean is both um, a stranger to words and language in any language and he's also a bullshitter right i just don't see why he'd lie about this one so it is possible that what he posted it's a video right not a Uh photo it's a video it's possible that that was taken on the eurostar going to paris i just don't know why he would say that it's the one coming back is all i mean that's weird Unless he's just being impish and he's trying to throw a spanner in the works. What I will say, though, is this raises for me really horrible spectres. So we watched this scene where she's really mad at him. She traveled back by herself and all of that. But he is alleging they came back together, which means that a scene was staged and reshot to tell a story that did not happen because it's catchier or they thought it was a more compelling story. Now, I have no problem whatsoever editing around something and just showing the things that are more interesting. I have a huge problem lying to the audience. We just stopped or at least paused our coverage of of Married at First Sight UK um, because they were doing a similar thing. Like the cast clearly knew something that the audience weren't being told. Right. Right. And so your feelings, your reactions to the show are, are based on fiction. And I'll be honest with you, there's a hell of a lot of drama in my queue Right, there's so many shows that I want to start watching. If I want to watch like scripted drama, I'm going to watch American Gigolo because at least you get to see John Bernthal with his clothes <laughs> off, right? <laughs> this that is not what I come to this for. It's not. It's just not. It makes me feel used. It makes me feel abused. It makes me feel like they think I'm an idiot. If this is true, and I'm hoping to God it's not true. But 90 Day has not done this before. There have been times when I have been convinced that scenes in 90 Day have been restaged. Sure, but that's that's par for the course. That's one of the conceits that we accept as viewers. And there have been times when things have clearly been exaggerated right, when right. they're restaged. Yeah, that's and, different. And there are times when production will suggest doing something or arrange a trip go-karting or something because that makes good telly no problem with that absolutely no problem with that please don't think i'm coming for producers i used to be one i understand what i do not like though is them going that story isn't good let's make up a different one no i agree completely yeah 
Um, Victoria, please come on the show. Please. You guys, I have tried to get in touch with Victoria. Um, unsurprisingly, she's ignored my DMs. If you're listening, Victoria, I promise I won't make fun of you if you come on the show. I know we've said mean things about your hair, but if if I were on TV, people would make fun of my hair too. It's not good. I want to see if there's another side to it, because I'll be honest, this show... She doesn't come out of it at all well. No, she doesn't. And that's why I want to give her yeah. the opportunity, not that she owes it to anyone, no, but to she sort just of might tell her it. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think given, I think we had a successful interview with Richard. I'll put it that way. And I, you know, I, I enjoy Richard and I enjoy talking to him. Yeah. Um, and Victoria, we would love to have you on, you know. <laughs> We want it. We just want to know what happened. Um, yeah, I think it's really sad though that we're kind of in a position where we feel we have to ask the cast to actually find out what happened. This would be like if Sean was secretly a millionaire or something. Oh, you know, it's just uh, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. I do not. No, like I it. totally get it. Um, if it's true. So I noticed that you've got a lovely beverage, beveragino. I do. It's a Tanqueray 10 and, uh, and tonic. So um, talking of gin, which I think you and I have a shared love of gin. It's our, it's our uh, spirit of choice. Yeah, depressive alcohol. <laughs> um, Callum and Marvin take Callum's mum uh, whose name escapes me, so forgive me, to uh, to, the, to a gin distillery yeah. for a lovely afternoon of gin tasting. Yeah. Um, 42%. They could have taken her to the Iron Brew factory. Ugh, gross. But gin is a better call. Uh, Iron Brew, for those of you who are... Now, this is where people will come for me for being a snob. <laughs> I can't drink it anyway because I can't have, like, straight caffeine i just can't is that caffeine in iron brew yeah right. it's like all caffeine think of it as like mountain dew ultra um it's pretty vile uh <laughs> me from goodness it's that was the slogan what is it made from getters made from girders girders what's like a girder iron girders oh you know yeah. what girder is? It's the a big iron beam. Sure. No, I get it. Now I just couldn't understand. <laughs> that was the like, slogan made for girders. Do you know what? There I... were some weird slogans back in the day. Uh, Yorkie chocolate bars were um, advertisers. Uh, essentially not for women. Not right? for women. Yeah. yeah. Or not for girls. <laughs> yeah. You guys, this is within the, from within the time that I emigrated to Britain. <laughs> this is not like twenty years ago. This it's is amazing. this is recent. Yeah. What was the one? You, what, what was that ad we were watching where it's like the guy is looking at not his wife's tits or something and he's like, I prefer a little, it was like butter or something like that. Right, I'm not, no. No, there was definitely something in the 70s or 80s where it, it was like, I prefer it this way or something or I prefer it a little, it, 
the the theme <laughs> is that it's funny that this guy is leching on some innocent that is funny. woman while his wife is that is extremely funny no it's not um tidying up after him but you think that's the thing you want to go to europe and see their adverts there that's like full nipples out in the ads in europe really yeah i don't remember that yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I, they're, if they're advertising like a, a shower gel in europe the woman will be naked in the shower and they'll just show that I think, um, which is appropriate <laughs> to be fair, because it's really weird the way we do it. I think every time I've been on the continent, I have been sick, mostly drunk the entire time, <laughs> unable or very to Ill, watch TV, unable to watch. Oh, or just not in the position to watch TV. Um, well, because before it was like school Paris, trips and I was stuff hoping, like that. Yeah, I was hoping for a fruity, a fruity long weekend, looking at some of those French adverts. Didn't happen. No. No. But I I consoled you with uh, <laughs> Nicole and Papa. Yes. That's a deep <laughs> cut. We'll get on to that. Have we uh, have we boarded the uh, the tangent train? Is anyone still listening? Does it take Probably two not. to tangent? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. you guys. Um, so back to the gin distillery. Uh, Callum makes the tried and true... Uh, sorry, that was right into the mic. Tried and true fatal error of going to the bathroom and leaving his boyfriend alone with his mother. Can you imagine if they'd had a conversation that wasn't about his intentions? I mean, that never happens on TV, does it? Like when someone goes off, it's always like the pivotal conversation. But if they just gone, uh, you any good at Scrabble? Never happens. No, I... I can't imagine, look, I personally can't imagine having that conversation with, uh, like, if if Alfie brings someone home, I don't foresee myself ever asking what that person's intentions are with him. I'd just be like, oh my God, you're remotely interested in Alfie? That is so mean to your own kid. I'm kidding. He's delightful. Um, He's going to be a delightful young man. Anyway, she suggests, mom suggests to Marvin that it's a little fast and uh, that. How dare she? um, That they should maybe wait to get married. Uh, And this. This hits Marvin hard because he doesn't have the support of his family. So he feels that it's very important to have Callum's family's support. Yeah, when you actually think about it, if you've been ostracized by your family and you stand the chance of getting like a new family, I know some of his family were okay, but I'm assuming some of them aren't. Why would you go pissing them off, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, some look. This is a sore point for us. Um, not that I, I was never, I've never been exiled by my own family, but it's a, it, it is a big sacrifice to to live in um, not your country of origin. When you, I actually am very close with my family, and uh, it was hard for me um, the first time. Uh, getting married into a a family that didn't uh, embrace me. Um, And uh, it was really nice that, you know, when you and I got together, that your family were broadly very supportive. 
And now they've gone insane. Well, one person, but we don't have to talk about them. Um, so I, I totally get that. I will say, though, you know, and this comes up across every iteration of this entire mm-hmm. franchise, right? Which is, oh, normally people yeah. know each other for a year and then they're engaged for a year and then they get married. And um, <sighs> you guys, the reality is... My parents met in the 80s. My dad was pretty recently separated from his first wife. And my parents were together on and off for five years before they finally got married. Okay. And they met in a bar. Um, And they have been together for, I guess, almost 40 years. Right. Um, However... However, my grandparents, uh, on my mom's side and my dad's side, uh, like met, basically met once, um, in person, wrote each other letters. Uh, then it was like, in the case of my father's parents, it was like, fuck, there's a war. Better get, gotta get married tomorrow in a purple suit. Um, and in my mother's parents case it was like yay the war's over we can get married now and that was the thing though right because like yeah yeah the the assumption that um there is only one way to do a courtship right you meet you date for a year you get engaged maybe live with each other and then you get married that is a very specific chunk of the 20th century but before that, during that, and after that are different modes entirely of courtship. I think we're actually closer to our grandparents' yep. method of courtship yeah, than we, we our write parents. to each other over long distances. Yeah. We may meet physically once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> we may not. And then we get married. It's not weird, people. It's no, not it really weird. Isn't. It's what everyone does now. And also it Particularly if you're in an international relationship, you don't have a lot of choice mm-hmm. in the matter, mm. you know? You really don't. Absolutely You, you can't, most people cannot afford to travel several times a year. Nope. Um, but also, even if you could, you can't stay in places that long. Right. And yeah, you don't get the luxury of living with someone and trying it out. You don't get that. No. You might get 90 days or 180 days or, or, or whatever. Sometimes. But you get that after the proposal. And by the way, all the, all the Callum and Marvin are doing here is talking about a proposal, not a wedding. Right. Right? Yeah. They are looking for the opportunity to do the thing that everyone is telling them to do. That's right. Get to know each other. Um, I will say I worry a lot when the bulk of a couple's conversation is about how well they're getting along and how do you like me much they like the relationship. Yeah. Do you like me though? Yeah, exactly. Do you though? Um, and I think there's, there's, there, there's maybe a maturity gap there as well. Um, and that's not, that's not an insult. I'm not trying to be patronizing in that regard. I, I was, very young when I got married the first time, um, or what I consider to be very young, 26. And I didn't, there were a lot of things that I should have done before (laughs) getting married. Yeah, sure. Um, but look, 
It's impossible to judge this. There is absolutely no reason to think they wouldn't be great with each other. I don't really have a problem with it. Yes, Callum's very young because he hasn't needed to grow up and he hasn't had anyone to grow up for and blah, 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 blah. I'm saying propose, do it, do the 90 days, 180 days, whatever, and it doesn't work out, then you call it off. Yeah, and this this could be the making of him, you know? That's this exactly could right. be the impetus that he needs to grow up. Yeah, because just like Marvin hasn't had the opportunity to explore kind of long-term relationships in, in the Seychelles, if Callum's to be taken at his word, um, he struggled to do that in Perth, right? Because he says, at least, there's not, you know, a, a, a big gay community where he lives. It's very difficult to sort of, you know, meet new people. And, you know, look, God knows. I mean, I'm sure it's much better than it, it, it used to be, but it was really hard, even like 10, 20 years ago, for gay people to find people that wanted to have long-term kind of relationships anyway, because... You know, that wasn't expected of people. And so some people decided not, like, the numbers are, the odds are, are shorter, right? Um, do you want a big name drop? Sure. Um, I spent a year of my life uh, making a film with George Michael. And... Um, May lot- he rest in power. Yeah. I seriously was inconsolable for... Months after he died, he's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite recording artists of all time. Yeah. Uh, as a child, he was my hero growing up. He grew up in the same sort of part of London as me. So, and, and, you know, um, but I got to know him really well in that year. Um, but he helped me understand that as a heterosexual man, <laughs> it is not right it doesn't make sense to view things through that filter and that lens and i knew that because look i i don't think i'm an unpleasant person i i like to think kindly of people and i try and see things from people's perspectives but you know there were many times you know we discussed certain episodes in in his life like you know the the toilet in in, in, in la and that kind of thing Uh, but he'd be like any of this judgment which I got was purely through a heterosexual filter. And That's like, right. You know, to gay people, we have a different way of doing things, right? And I don't know, maybe it's because it came from him, but it really hit me probably more than conversations I'd had with, like, gay friends over the years. I really understood because this man was villainized, really villainized for living a gay life that was by no means unconventional in his community that's right, right yeah and and so i feel kind of the, the the same here like it is wrong as a heterosexual to be like there's someone on every street corner that wants to settle down and get married right yeah it is not as common you know it's not necessarily like the dream for every young gay man or woman no but, so, but some people and i i sort of feel like we're I, th- I think a, we're a little bit speaking out of turn here because neither of us are are oh, queer. Sure. No, but that was the thing. That that's why. Um, but the narrative of the show is is I would say shot through heterosexualized, heter- heteronormative. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think some people grow up, and some queer people really want that. Yeah. And some queer people really 
actively rebel against it because uh, but it's not just it's, rebellion. It's not what it, they it, want. It's not what they want. Uh, but they shouldn't be held to account for that. <laughs> no, I any agree. more than anyone who does want. I it agree. That shouldn't be the yeah. And speaking of things heteronormative or normative, <laughs> good old Pat and Sam. Now, um, a couple more red flags come up during this episode. Um, we find out that Pat started- Is she waving the red flag? <laughs> no, In honor not. of Jesus. She's not. Okay. She's not. She does like dancing- with flags for Jesus, which you guys, that's way better than the habits of some Christians right. and how they choose to practice their religion. Like, I don't know, curtailing the rights of women. Um, we have, uh, and again, not to, not to invoke uh, the Game of Thrones multiverse, but we've seen some pretty dramatic age differences. Um we saw King Viserys, you know, being propositioned by a 12-year-old. Who it's looked pretty... like an 8-year-old. Yeah, that was... Uh... And then suggested that his daughter should marry a 2-year-old. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> distinctly uh, uncomfortable. Right. What's the, what's the biggest age gap you've um, had in dating a person? Well, can we define dating? Uh, slept with oh okay i think i probably did like a good 20 year in my early 20s younger or older older oh obviously if you were in your <laughs> oh early 20s God. sorry sorry i just i didn't I think i'm like targaryen no we'll we'll cut that out that's interesting we won't. is there fine. a good story there <laughs> no not really just a, a very bold woman in dublin i used to be very very shy um when I traveled and I regret this massively and my life was essentially going out drinking and being in strange places while people pay for me to have a hotel room. I really should have been living a very specific kind of life. Um, but I, I didn't really have the confidence. Um, to the point where I remember once, like I was at a, uh, a gig again, like in, Ireland, I think it was Northern Ireland and Belfast. And, and a girl came out to me and goes, will you be with my friend? <laughs> And I turned into Hugh Grant. I was like, oh, I'm awfully sorry. I don't really know what you mean. How do you, will you be with my friend? Oh, will you be with my friend? Oh, never mind. And off they went. The most beautiful girl. I mean, the friend was, apart from me, the friend was very lovely to nice look at. save <laughs> the friend was lovely to look at but i i would always get in my own way over that kind of thing but the one time that i didn't was this uh it wasn't a pat situation but she probably had like a good 20 maybe 25 years on me yeah yeah for me the oldest um was i was in my late 20s and he was 60. Yikes, you just doubled me. No. Not quite. That's third. It's 30 and a bit. Okay. Um 1.5x. <laughs> I you know, I think that uh it's one of those things where you don't 
I agree that personality wise, sometimes it doesn't make a tremendous difference. You know, like I quite enjoyed being courted by an older man. Um, but it's things like there are practical considerations. I'll, I'll put it that way (laughs) that are, uh, perhaps less desirable. I think 40 years is way too big an age gap. I think 30 is already on the brink of maybe not not great, certainly you know not what? for long term. I am entirely without judgment on it. Entirely without judgment. But what judgment. I'm judging is the I'm not I suppose I'm well, here's what I'm judging, okay? It's a red flag to me and not a red flag for Jesus that she met him when she was on the rebound. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, her friend. The rebound isn't the name of her yacht, by the way. No, the rebound is not the <laughs> name of the yacht. She wasn't traveling on the rebound. No, no, and it's a sailing yacht that looks gorgeous. And we've had a, we've had a boring discussion about this that I'm not going to start again about whether or not she owns it outright. I believe she does. I believe it's a timeshare. Um, I believe that Captain Glenn owns it for the rest of the year. <sighs> You can have a boat and hire it out to people and Some, have it managed by people. I mean, she would have to have somebody managing it. Sometimes right? Captain Glenn takes some time off so he can drive his truck and do terrible things to people in laybys. But the rest of the time, I reckon he's on the boat. Um, in who, my, my head cannon. Who knows? Uh, we don't trust Captain Glenn at all. Captain Glenn is um, shady. So if, if you were mm. 28... Uh, and a lady 40 years your senior um, offered you, that you hadn't met, mm. offered you a, a trip, uh, a little spot on the yacht uh, in the med. Would you take her up on it? Might do. Yeah? Yeah. Like, it's a free holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, bear in mind... That Pat's uh, religious beliefs mean that I wouldn't have to do anything that I did. But I would probably have to kiss her quite a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. she's pretty into kissing and hand holding yeah. and strokes. And I think she calls she calls it strokes. And strokes. that would be I that would Pat's be tough. Quite, I think Pat's quite attractive. I think she is too, and I'm not that that is that isn't me mocking. No her but she needs to be with somebody i and look i get it so my my mom's one of my mom's best friend um very sadly uh lost her husband she was widowed um several years ago and when she got to the point where she wanted to start dating again and she is a very attractive woman who's now in her 70s um she didn't want yeah. To date an older man because but that, that's what Pat says. There's all these health problems. Yeah, I don't want to spend most of my time driving him to right to the prostate the yeah. clinic or whatever. I, if I put my finger up his bum, it should be for fun, right? Yeah, I no, I totally, totally get that. Um, but I do think it's pretty transparent that his intentions with her are not honorable. This is not a, this is not a Jenny and Sumit 
situation. This it, is an opportunist. It's not a genuine event. It's complete bullshit. He he's gone to the costume shop. He's bought a Zach Braff set of scrubs <laughs> from Smithies. Um, do Smithies make scrubs? Oh God. <laughs> Do you have Smithies in the States? Yeah, of course we do. Yeah. And it's always the cheapest. I, I can't even talk about he's it. He's never without. near a hospital or anywhere where he do, does his video calls. He's in like a, an abandoned stairwell of a crackdown. I think, I think he can, I think he probably is a nurse. I, that's not the part about it that I doubt. The part about it that I doubt is that he wants to be why believe any of it is the thing uh, well why I, believe it i think we said this ourselves the fact that he claims he's going to come over on a work visa right makes the scam genius and that's why i don't think he's a nurse okay right because then she's at ease she's like oh he's not with me to get into the country right but what we're forgetting here is he has no intention of coming to the country because he's going to do a bird so it might be, yeah, no, I can, I can see that. I just feel bad for her because I, I think that this is, this is a woman who is twice divorced. She's been around the block. She worked, had to have worked very hard for the money that she has. And, and I think she's wealthy in comparison. But can to, I just say financial advice on this show, buy all your clothes at charity shops and you too can afford a yacht. Right. <laughs> This is no, I thought about that, but that but that charity shop, first of all, I loved that lady that she talked to in the shop yeah, who she was said fun. that she had a toy boy. People want us to interview years her. ago. Really? Yeah. I would I would absolutely do that. We taught her. I don't know. Hey, charity shop friend of Pat's, if you're listening. Come. Which she's not, because people of that generation don't listen to podcasts oh god she's probably got a son who has to give tech support you guys i'm just i'm purely going based on the fact that i i don't know a lot of people my parents age or older who listen to podcasts i am very willing to be proven wrong okay come at us if you're pat's age yeah yeah you're very welcome oh yeah you're very welcome we're not ageist and i don't i'm not here to um criticize her for wanting a sex life or anything like that i actually one thing i do want to say because it's really pertinent to this i don't like the gross element that I, that actually pisses I've me off i've seen some really upsetting memes we're all gonna get that because way. we're, we're all, all gonna, gonna yeah get that, we're yeah. all it's a privilege to grow old yeah um it's also a privilege to be young and don't mock those who have less privilege than you. Right. Ooh, don't, that sounded very chiding. Don't kick down. It's like I'm telling our listeners up. off. They're lovely people. I know. They I feel would like we're, bit, we're very like moralizing today, aren't we? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and any more thoughts on that? I guess she, she has a FaceTime call with um, her other friend whose name I can never remember. The one Who, I, I think looks like Rick Waitman, but also might look like Dave, I think his name was, the guitar player in Slade. Now, Go- we've just c- talked c- about c- 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 not clowning on people's uh, appearance. So haircut, here you haircut's are. a fair game. Okay, so I think that's fair enough, but maybe you need to say that it's a haircut. Fair. Um, it's such a pleasure recapping the show with you. Oh, thanks, darling. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please, please follow us 
on your chosen uh, listening platform, um, rate and review us. We are doing a little competition that will end uh, after the finale of 90 Day Fiance UK. There are multiple winners. Yeah, we don't know what that, that was is. a very like Moira Rose moment. <laughs> multiple winners. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> um, we don't know exactly when that's going to be um the number 12 yeah we're thinking appears in my head for some reason i have no way of knowing there are 12 episodes right uh <laughs> we we're on episode 10 here in the uk so that's like two more weeks hurry up review um, this one or the one after or not the one after that. Rev- <laughs> leave us a review and um you if you make us laugh if you touch our hearts, if you, and it, again, it can be silly. It can be a grocery list. It can be, um, an embarrassing story that you might want to share. It can, we'll be brazen here. Even if you don't think you're going to win a tote bag, handmade and lovingly so by Michelle, leave us a review. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Thank you. And we also want to thank everybody in the Facebook group. Everybody who talks to us on Facebook and Twitter. We cannot tell you enough how much we love you and how much it means to me in particular tapering off uh, one of the medications that I'm on and feeling a little unsteady to get a little bit of sunshine. And I am delighted that it would appear that everyone that listens to this show is a uh, Depeche Mode fan. Yes. That's another thing. We will all go together. We will all go together. We'll all go together We'll do Not that the tour's been announced, but we are hoping for October the fourth. Yeah, fingers and toes crossed. Um, because we love Depeche Mode. We do we have got some fun shows coming up that we're going to, don't we? Well, it's like Depeche Mode. I can only go to like the bands that I liked when I was young. Uh, this is how I'm doing a midlife crisis. <laughs> well, you've already married a younger woman. Right. <laughs> right. Um, can't afford the sports car. <laughs> um, but I will go and see bands like Pavement and Placebo and Afghan Wig. So we've got a busy month ahead of us. And we'll tell you about those shows if you're interested. Um, we, I've been asked several times if we're going to do a Patreon or a Supercast, something like that. It is in the works. We just... Uh, we would love to hear from you what kind of content you would like to see, whether that's video, you can see our beautiful faces. Can we do it while we sleep? Um, you want to put a night cam on us? It just might make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, hmm, there are those eight hours in the day that are not being effectively used. There are fun things that we want to do like we robin and i had a discussion earlier about um basically what it came down to is how many people who listen to this have also seen the walking dead all right i'll be honest with you occasionally we have little conversations where you know we might be like oh, I, I, I think this is like this and like michelle will say to me you can't mention that on the podcast because absolutely no one will like this comparison what i was going to do you know that thing i was saying earlier <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the uh the sean thing right and the fake out right yeah the fact that you're seeing something which isn't real right the the metaphor i'm gonna fucking do it the metaphor i wanted to <laughs> to give was um it's not just reality tv that does this right and and, and you remember how i said it uh, 
back then, you'll remember, right? Um, how if the characters know something, the audience should know it. It's not okay for something to happen and it's known in that universe. It's just the camera miraculously hasn't seen it, right? And a particularly egregious example of this was it, spoilers for The Walking Dead. And we're back. Um, was in The Walking Dead when Glenn, God love him, we love Glenn, yeah. um, uh, supposedly was eaten by a bunch of zombies, but he wasn't eaten by a bunch of zombies. They had a cliffhanger and he rolled under a dumpster and then like two episodes later he comes out from the dumpster and he's fine. Because for some reason, zombies don't like garbage bins, right? And it was absolute bullshit because the narrative that was being told on the screen was there was no way out of this situation right and the fans were furious right so i wanted to allude to that and i, I brought that up to michelle and she was like no one that listens to our show listens uh, has ever watched the walking Dead." so for those of you and and that's not meant to be an insult or anything i just don't i don't think there's a big crossover there so <laughs> As with we, most we of these... We had a big fight and we want you... <laughs> did, we had a huge fight. <laughs> we and, want you to settle it. And, and uh, as it is with most of these fights, it, it ends in the proposition of a of a friendly w- wager. And we're not talking about... I thought you were going to say it ends in a passionate tryst. Well, it's not a tryst if we're married, is right. it? Okay. To each other. Um, it often ends in a, in a friendly wager um, that gets unfriendly because I will not accept penny ante bullshit. So if five of you come forward, either on the Instagram or Twitter at Blady Day, uh, emailing us at BladyDayFiance at gmail.com or on the Facebook group, if you have watched... Blighty Day Bays, B-A-E-S. Correct. If you have watched The Walking Dead... Up to the point, I accept that everyone <laughs> stopped point, watching it. But everyone if, stopped watching it when John Bernthal died. Right. Um, <laughs> That's fine. He, 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 oh, shit. That was another spoiler. Oh, well. We've already said spoilers. Yeah, that's death. true. Um, let's spoil everything else he's in, shall we? No. Um, no. Um, uh, yeah. If five of you say that you watched The Walking Dead up to that point, right, I win. Yeah. And if fewer than five, that is zero to four people come forward and say they saw The Walking Dead up to the Glenn Dumpster moment, Michelle will make me do something I do not want to do. Right. Um, the And I'm going to say uh, it's going to be attending a single ballroom dancing lesson that will be recorded do on not- video. Don't you bastards be reticent in coming forward and telling the truth just because you want to put me through that shit. He's not going to appreciate it, you guys. You owe it to the gods of truth. If you watch The Walking Dead, didn't you, you start- have a damn responsibility to get your phone out right now. Didn't you start? But there has to be a caveat because anybody can say, I watched The Walking Dead. You have to answer a question, which is you have to tell us which character's death disappointed you the most and why. And that's how we'll know that you actually watched the show. Also, Robin, I just want to point out that you started this episode by telling everyone how good it is to lie and how they should never tell the truth. So that one's coming back to bite you in the form of a foxtrot. So get your dancing (laughs) shoes on and get ready for that because we... 
are going ballroom dancing. We are not because you, our lovely listeners, are going to do right by me. So what do you get if you win? Just not to have to do something you don't like. (laughs) That's pretty much how our marriage works. Oh boy. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, uh, sister wives coverage oh fuck yeah. coming up next i mean literally we're gonna record literally it. we're gonna record it now um, sorry we're late this way once again uh busy crazy week but we love you all and we will see you soon Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.